The reason that this is unbelievable is because it would be immediately used to seal buttholes. <laughs> Captain's Pod, Stardate 23103.3. Hello and welcome aboard the Starship's Enterprise and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave from the world of cinema sins to explore the universe of Star Trek. I am your Captain Ian Whittington and with me as always is the adaptive Ambassador Danae Hughes. I am a com- quick question. Would you say brief or bleak? <laughs> it sounds- as we take a bleak shore leave, I'm <laughs> sure I said brief. Brief? Brief! Did I breathe? I thought you said something else and I was like, whoa. Join wait. us as we take I a bleak shore leave from the world of sex. <laughs> the best way to podcast is through entire <sighs> bleakness. Eeyore is sad. You are watching Star Trek yes. on today's episode. Actually, I felt like last week mm-hmm. felt a bit of a downer. Like when I was listening back to the episode, mm-hmm. I was I was hoping that no one could tell that I was not feeling well. And I don't think anybody could. It was just one of those episodes that was frustrating. Well, it, it, when you watch content of any kind and you're not feeling well, mm-hmm. it's shaded by your experience. And so yeah. I'm wondering if I watched last week's episode today, if I'd feel differently about it. I don't think so. But yeah, I don't think so either. But I'm I'm excited to see what happens this episode. I feel I feel like it was just a little a little dip in the road, like mm-hmm. a, a tiny little pothole, but that we're just cruising. What a massive pothole that Seven and Raffi are driving us into. No, no, no. I said little. I don't want it to be a massive (laughs) pothole, please. It sums up for me what was great about the first three episodes, because that was fast paced and go, go, go. Last week, nobody really went anywhere. I I feel like we didn't progress much at all. Rios definitely really wasn't progressed other than geographically Seven and Raffi geographically picard found out some stuff that was the bulk that was guinan and picard's episode so and agnes's and queenie's episode and i think that was supposed to also be you know uh rafi and sevens it can't have been that, that can't have been the goal I, I feel no 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 maybe not the goal but i feel like they're like and we're gonna do a humor bit with these two that you know for us didn't land to lighten but, the boat. yeah and of course elnor didn't do anything last episode i mean he's just sat there he's just bleeding. laying there <laughs> I don't think he's bleeding anymore. I'm pretty sure he's clotted at this point. No, he's he's fully clotted. Yeah, I mean he's all stiff. Uh, and you know who, who didn't show people. up was uh, Dodgy. No, that was my prediction. I thought she was going to be the Watcher, but um, Dodge didn't show up. Dodge, you you merged Dodge and, and Soji. Soji. I sure did. Sarge. 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 Doji. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that didn't that didn't happen like we kind of thought. This episode will tell us how big the pothole is. Either we're gonna cruise on past, and uh-huh. it was like a little oh, what did we just run over kind of a situation, or it's like uh oh, we need to pull over and assess the damage and see if we're just gonna stop the show, stop the podcast. Yeah, this is Sorry. what kills it. Yeah, I'm worried that four, five, six, and seven are like dead episodes, and then eight, nine, and ten are the big finale swings. I hope I'm wrong, but I wouldn't be surprised. But I'm gonna stop it. I'm going to stop being native. I'm going to be happy. No, no, Back no, to my no, happy no. Because no. I really enjoyed last week. It was only the really the Raffi and Seven stuff I didn't. No, you're right. You're right. It wasn't It wasn't all bad at all. It was just a little bit of a downtick in, 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 mm. in momentum. But again, sorry, guys. I wasn't feeling well. So my lens is a little skewed. She did a great job. Um, I literally picked myself off of the floor, oh, came she... to the microphone. Mm-hmm. Ian was like, are you sure? And I was like, I've got just enough in the tank to do this. And as soon as the show ended... I went to sleep. She napped. She <laughs> napped for two and a half hours immediately. It was great. Uh, so funny. I think it's good for you to mention the momentum shifts and like how 
yeah. shows are designed because that is something to consider is that you do have to do a downshift to go back up into a launch otherwise you know otherwise you're always peaking yeah yeah so mm-hmm. i think it's good for you to mention you have to prep the crew for that you know you're the captain yeah. you're seeing ahead you know and then there's me ambassador just wanting mm-hmm. everything to taste delicious and look great what yeah, yeah. I, what do you mean what <laughs> why what's tasting delicious the, the show oh the show got it whatever comes out of the replicator <laughs> yeah it's usually gonna be great um so that's where we left everybody last week um picard is face to face with the watcher who is taking the form of laris um, laris i like how you're saying taking the form of i'm convinced that's what it is mm-hmm, so i'm sticking mm-hmm, with it mm-hmm, okay um or human version of laris anyway um this week's episode is called fly me to the moon fly me to the moon i don't know if that was actually how the song goes. No, it's fly it close. me to the moon and let me sail among the stars. Okay, some and people open their mouth when they sing. This <laughs> life is like on Jupiter or Mars. Um, so I think this is going to have something to do with like Europa and there's going to be like a moon mission that's like cancelled or something like that. But I'm probably being far too literal because that's how my brain works. They've been pretty literal with their title. Yeah, they really have. So I think we can be pretty confident they're telling us something that will happen. Hmm. So in this episode, we're assuming that they're going to be getting to that area. What's it called? Sanctuary District? Yeah. With the refugees and everyone? Mm-hmm. The immigrants? Yes. And what, well, that's what does where that become? Seven is going. What does that become? So that becomes like... What's it called? There's a name for it you've been saying? like for The three... Bell Riots? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we yeah. assume we're headed towards Bell Riots. Yep. And then we got this moon mission thing. Mm-hmm. And what do you think Picard is going to find from the Watcher? Um, It's going to be his role in the timeline. He's going to receive his mission. No, I don't think it's a mission. It's going to be more vague than that. It'll be more like you, the role that you play throughout time, space and history is so important. But I can't tell you why. But the thing that Q did messed with it. But we already know that. So what is the Watcher going to give us well, that's different it's going to be how to prevent cure how to fix it so i think i've just had this thought now i think the watcher has paralyzed q i think the watcher is the reason that q doesn't have his powers so they didn't predict that q was going to start fucking with things and now they're like q naughty naughty stop it and give us chance to help picard set the set the course yeah i kind of want so it will be a mission of some sort i kind of want this to show gynan at the adjacent table you know how like it ended mm-hmm. where Q is sort of like at this table monologuing to himself, just talking to humanity in oh, his I own hubris. I would love it. If it kind of like panned over and it was Gunn just with her arms crossed, glaring at him, and she's muted his power mm. somehow. Because can't she do that? Um. So I'm I'm basing that on an episode. Well, the only episode where mm, no, there's two episodes where we see Q and Gunn and have like a little face off, and the first one is in season two, and like Q has cleared out 10 forward and it's just him and picard that are in there having like a what are you doing q stop messing around and q's just like you are meddling in space you humans you don't know how difficult it is out here and then bam gynan pops up from behind the bar with a gun she doesn't she doesn't have a gun no she doesn't have a gun with her hands like in this claw thing which i I have two fingers and a thumb up yeah it's very very it's uh... it's very aggressive and she's using that Uh to like dqq 
And then Q is like holding her hand up, just like ready to snap something, but he's, he can't. He, he can't, can't do it. So that's what I want to see. I, and maybe mm-hmm. her arms aren't crossed because now I know that there's a little claw thingy. So she looks over and she's just like clawing him yeah, huh? from the adjacent table. You know, like one of those incredible. moments where you don't see the full picture because it hasn't panned back all the way. Mm-hmm. I want to see them pan back just a little bit more. And I want to see Gein in there. That's what I'm would hoping be, for. It would be awesome. I don't think that's going to happen. Why? Because I don't think that's where Guinan is at the minute. I don't think the Guinan we're looking at has been interfered with by Q yet. I don't but, like, know. Like she doesn't I, know about Q? Maybe it hasn't know, met him yet. But I, the argument I would love to happen is is the, the reverse of what we usually see. So Q actually starts defending humanity and gives Guinan a reason to stay. Whereas Guinan is saying, humans are a waste of space, they're a waste of time. And Q is convincing her to say, no, they've actually got some potential. I know I fuck with them, but they're pretty special. But he's only doing it to save his own butt. Um, no, I think Q genuinely cares. His mind, he's just got a fucked up way of showing it. Uh-huh. And he's bored. But yeah, Picard gets a mission. Rafi and... Rafi and Seven are going to go to the Sanctuary District and team up with um, Rios and see how terrible life is in the 21st century. And this doctor person will play a role in their escape somehow, probably. Of course. course. She'll know where he's ended up because she knows Mm -hmm. the Sanctuary Districts and then she'll come explain what the Sanctuary Districts are. Agnes and Queenie will carry on going backwards and forwards. You think it's just going to be a chess match? I think it's going to be more more chess from them too. Um, Maybe Ah. she will threaten to unplug her for good, but nothing will come of it. Yeah. I hope that they keep it interesting because if it's the same kind of hubris, ego, chess match, mm-hmm. it's almost like, like I love Q, but watching him go back and forth with humanity, it's like, okay, what, what else is going to be happening? Are you so going to do something? Losing the snap talk? made it interesting last time. Yes. But so whatever that, whatever is happening with Borg Queen, mm-hmm. can she assimilate a dead person? Um, at a guess. Recently dead? Yes. Because I think the nanobots, the nanites, no, the nanoprobes, and in my Star Trek garden now, the nanoprobes can reanimate the body and heal it. They've got great regenerative powers. So do you think that Elnor is going to Borg? I was almost positive that's what was going to happen. We could still have... Borg Elnor. Belnor. Belnor? Borgnor? Borgnor. (laughs) Elnorg. (laughs) <laughs> yes uh with that we will see you guys for a full debrief in 10 forward after we have watched episode five of star trek picard computer two to beam two hmm where should we go to the to the adjacent table to the table that's next to Guinan and q <laughs> energize Welcome to Ten Forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched together. What is your beverage of choice? I have nothing. I have water. I'm so thirsty. I have some water. <laughs> Over the board again. Um, okay, so this week um, we see Seven and Rafi reunited and freeing Rios. Agnes has a bit of a to-do with the Borg Queen who gets a little bit assimilate <laughs> A little bit. A little bit of similarity. Picard and Picard and the Watcher explain things to each other. Um, Data and Daj return. Discuss. You sound far too calm. First of all, episode overall, what are you feeling? I'm concerned about how calm you are. Um, I'm really distracted by it. Yeah. What you? I'm you're... processing a lot of feelings about this episode. Okay. I feel like we should maybe start there because usually you, 
like you are you look disappointed i'm i feel like i could have just as easily read this episode as watched it it was lots of different like five different stories giving me lots of information very separately like i've i think the reason i liked episodes one two and three so much is that they were quite episodic so it does this great overarching theme but the individual episodes themselves stand alone really really well with a nice little cliffhanger sting to get you into the next one last week was information dump and a bit nah this it didn't even was... feel like an information dump for me last week. It was kind of more like action, running on a treadmill. We're just seeing things yeah. happen. Yeah. And then this ends with some odd heist thing that we don't actually see the heist. We just see part one of the heist plan. And the the rest of it is lots and lots and lots of information. And this is, I think the biggest bugbear for me is the Adam, Sung and Corey stuff. So Brent Spiner, who plays Data, has returned, and he's playing an ancestor of Doctor Sung. Um, Doctor Sung. Sung. S W O N G. And he's a geneticist and doing the usual Doctor Sung. I'm a crazy scientist stuff. And they just fucking appear out of nowhere. And am I am I being weird for that being really jarring, or is that fine for me? It just felt very. Here's a new plot thing, and it's exactly what happened last season where. You jump from thing to thing to thing instead of sprinkling them from the beginning. I'm totally with you. I think I feel the same way. I have so many questions now. And it, this is one where there's a lot of information that's just being given. Like, So let's keep it with the Dr. Soong thing because I have mm-hmm. other questions too. But like, so Q is messing with the timeline. Yeah. And it's apparently about Picard's ancestor. Great, 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 and great, 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 feel like what this is, this episode is kind of, built in a way to give us information about her Mm -hmm. and q is trying to stop her from doing whatever she's going to do going on the europa mission but also apparently is giving dr soong really advanced technology or geneticist Mm -hmm. stuff yep maybe before dr soong would even find it himself Mm -hmm. yeah so isn't that also messing with the timeline in a really important way so either either in the original timeline that they're trying to protect q gave it to dr soong already or this is jacking with something in a totally new way so maybe that thing always happened did happen will always happen and is the reason we have the timeline we have and the renee picard stuff is new or that's misdirection. Maybe the Renee thing isn't the thing that he changes, and that's a red flag or a red herring. And the thing that he's actually changing that affects all of history is the, giving the this Adam technology Sung and Corey too early. Thing. Exactly. So maybe that's it. So yeah. Now that holds some weight because in now bear with me. One of the Star Trek shows is set before Captain Kirk, so it's set in like the twenty, the late twenty one hundreds, and. Brent Spiner appears in that as well as an ancestor of Data. And he's into eugenics, which is selectively breeding and geneticizing humans to make super soldiers and to make them as pure as possible. This is in the 2100s. This is in the 2100s, So this seems to be this Soong's next generation carrying on his super soldier work. Exactly. Because it's kind of winked to in this episode. Exactly. Okay. So eventually the Soong line continues and says you know what we can't modify humans anymore so we're going to make androids we're going to make that's going to be our perfect being so you take this backwards we're now we're not breeding superhumans we're now just using genetics to improve people and to cure diseases and stuff so 
this makes sense with the family tree and it might be that this version of so adam soon he gets this technology from q and that allows him to create super soldiers which is where this racial purity thing comes from which goes nicely into um what the federation is like in the future and how it's all right. purity in humans so it could all stem from adam's work that was wouldn't that make more affected sense by q yeah wouldn't that make and more I think sense that's what it is it, i think the picard renee thing is, is a, a distraction is a distraction yeah i would wonder as well because it seems yeah it seems strange to me too but a lot of this is really interesting and strange i had a lot of questions like well that doesn't make sense for this and there i have a lot of like a I may lot be of able sins to answer on some. this one. Oh, heck know. of a lot of sins. I may be able to answer some of the questions. But, but... I like the idea that this is a distraction and that this mm -hmm. is the actual issue because maybe in the real timeline, Dr. Soong's daughter dies mm -hmm. because he yeah. can't correct it and that's what fuels him to continue his work. Whereas if he's given the answer, yeah. then everything shifts and it does become more like purity. And as soon as he has the answer, the military get interested and say, oh, now that you have this thing working, we're going to use it and that sort of spirals military, into yeah. the horrible future. Yeah. God, I really hope that that's I it that's because it, it kind of makes this episode make more sense makes, to me in a little, in a way. This episode might age better if that's the case. And also the Renee Picard thing just feeds into Picard's arrogance and Q might be like, mm -hmm. oh, you were arrogant enough to think that your granddaughter, was, or sorry, your great-great-grandmother was the reason humanity goes wrong how arrogant of you picard well they did also say i think i was writing something down but i think they said that picard's ancestor this renee woman she brought back some kind of a sentient being from the moon yeah she brought back um some kind of um uh i forget the word that they said isotope or something and it ended up being an alive it was a microbe sorry and the microbe was okay. an alien microbe yeah I found that to be interesting. Like maybe that's what it is. You know, maybe we like they're just making a lot of guesswork, yeah. which is which is fine because mm -hmm. they're trying to unravel a mystery. But we have a lot of other things. Kind of, I don't know. I I liked this episode. Okay, good. I had tell a good me, time watching this episode. It had a nice little twist at the end, mm -hmm. which makes more sense. Yeah. Um, but it also is incredibly sinful to me yep. because of how everything is done with this so i guess we'll get to all that in this instance is futile but mm -hmm. to me this one came apart more than it came together but i still liked it i think more than last episode because i can feel us uh moving closer to the answers that i think are going to kick it, kick us back into that higher speed that i'm looking for but knowing where we landed that borg queen is now agnes mm -hmm. and she's in a control room mm -hmm. i'm like uh -oh. Uh -oh. but we're trying not to like make a splash in humanity so i'm also like it just seems like we're really really set up for everything that is happening is all fucking with the timeline mm -hmm. everything oh every single so bit of it. unless q snaps and we go back to the explosion that nothing like there, there's no way that they're not fucking up the timeline now that is gonna dovetail nicely into gary seven so at the very beginning of the episode, the Watcher is explaining what their purpose is, and Picard says, Supervisor, huh, there was this super being on Kirk's Enterprise that recruited Gary Seven. Now, I had to do a bit of Googling, because I remember the episode, but I couldn't exactly remember the details. Um, now, this is a bonkers episode of the original series, where there's time travel, and Kirk and Spock are sent... <laughs> 
I'll put the fingers up. Okay. Kirk and Spock are sent back in time by Starfleet on the Enterprise for a for a, uh, an historical research mission. So we just ignore that, hey, the Enterprise can travel through time. It's just accepted that time travel happens. So it's like, hey, something happens in 1968, and we don't really understand why it happened. We need you and the Enterprise to go back in time and figure out what it was. The most contrived opening to an episode ever it's just like yeah no we're just doing some historical research it's what we do so they do a slingshot around the sun they go back in time and this this person appears on the enterprise and they're just like what are you doing here you're human what's happening you have a cat what's happening well my cat's called isis okay that's weird well i'm sorry so i was following up to the cat did man has a cat he really really does have a cat man appears in the transporter room with a cat and then basically they intercept this transporter beam and it's this human and this human is called Agent 7 or something like that. They intercept a beam mm-hmm. that just happened to be happening when they were, te- when they exactly were sling- when they... slingshotting around the sun? Exactly when they came into the past. Okay. So this agent says, what the hell are you doing? Send me back to Earth. You're going to wreck the timeline if I'm not allowed to do what I'm going to do. Long story short, he was sent by these, the, what we now know are the Watchers. He was sent to Earth to prevent this missile test. And the, his whole goal was to make sure this missile gets blown up at a certain range above the atmosphere. And it will prove to the world that this missile doesn't work, it's too dangerous, and it prevents World War Three. Now, the whole reason it happens is because he Kirk has and a cat? Spock... Yes, no. Oh. The cat doesn't actually have much to do with it. Okay. That might be a spy. Okay, yeah. Anyway, uh-huh. it turns out that so Kirk and Spock <laughs> yeah. are worried that they're interfering with the timeline. But when they check the historical records again, all of the things that they did were things that happened in the records. So this thing doesn't happen unless the Enterprise is sent back in time to make it happen. So it could all be that the reason we have the timeline we have is because Picard and La Serena were sent back in time to make all of this stuff happen. I I followed that. Mm-hmm. I'm really confused about the cat, but I followed the rest the of cat, it. The cat, I can't quite remember, but I remember there's a cat called Isis and it has like a little necklace on it. But yeah, the, the, the problem... Does it contain a universe by chance? It is not the Men in Black cat. No, <laughs> okay. it's not. Not the key to Orion is in... Was it the key Maybe? to the universe yeah, is in Orion's in a, belt? Yeah, 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 yeah. that's it. And the cat's name was Orion, but it wasn't actually a and belt. And there's a tiny universe a, yeah. inside the... Yeah, and then we're all in a... Yes. So the, the, my biggest problem with that and time travel in general is that you can then explain everything. So all of the stuff that they're doing now is like, oh, it was always meant to happen. So we don't need to worry about Rafi beaming anybody out of anywhere because it turns out that all of the people on the bus had a shared LSD trip and that created the cure for cancer. And that was all because they saw Riaz, 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 Rios get beamed out of the bus. So it, it starts to become a little bit tricky to care. But, but uh, I do care. But I do care. I do but still I do care. care. And I did enjoy this episode more than last week. I did too. One of the things I liked about the uh, Dr. Sung and his daughter thing was like, oh, that's how Data painted that painting in the future, is that it was actually oh. his daughter. Oh, I like that. You know yeah. what I mean? It you was know like, what that makes sense. It was kind of like this little wink into why Dr. Sung would have this person be so important that he would have put it inside of Data. That's that's excellent. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. So it's nice. kind of like, oh, that's where that came from. It that's wasn't... why they look like each other. Yeah. It's yeah. because it was actually his actual daughter. Although I was very curious, he responded very strangely to the the wife thing, the mother thing. Like, the could my, pre- yeah, could uh-huh. my mother 
Save it for the predictions. Oh, okay. I have okay. a big prediction on that one. Because he looked really uncomfortable with that question. Uh, and I was like, oh, what was that? Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. The, Super the uncomfortable. I will get to my predictions. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, and I'm, I think on a rewatch. So, I had more fun last week, but I liked this episode more. This episode wasn't very fun. <laughs> no, no. It was just so much information again. It, I it wish was a, they would yeah. find a way to present it. And the problem is you're going to five different locations yeah. and you're jumping around so much. So you get 10 and minutes in each. And we never saw so Elnor, condensed. you know, the whole time again. We did. Actually, we did. We did. Oh, I forgot. You forgot. Damn it. Damn it, This cannot, this is not made up. Like, Hashtag Elnor lives. Oh my God. Well, Omar, he doesn't. He was. But. He was there for a hot <laughs> second. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what they did with Seven and Rafi this week is probably what they should have done last week, which is leave it to like a couple of lines of dialogue and then still do nothing with them. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying. They're trying. They're trying. Really they're trying. trying to show care and relationship and that's okay. Yeah. So do you want to go like overall, you know, that's kind of, mm-hmm. our, we kind of jumped mm-hmm. around a lot, but do you want to go through like specific scenes so we can kind of like. Yeah, so well, the big thing to explain was the Gary Seven stuff. So that was uh, a very shoehorned reference, but I, it's sometimes important. People, especially Star Trek fans, want to latch on to, oh, we must know this race from somewhere, and it must be interconnected. So now we have a callback to the original series. Speaking Fine. of, I have a question for you. Go for it. Um, this, this watcher person, Talon, I don't remember. Uh, Talon? Oh, I, it Talon? Went and gone so quick, I don't know. Okay. Talos, uh, Talon. This person, this watcher... Mm-hmm. Did you recognize the tech that they were using? No. Okay. No, no. That's it was just be generic. She's got this kind of like yeah. you know, iPad, you know, device. Well, I don't know how that camera works. Spy. Can it just see anywhere? Because we could use that. <laughs> like just keep watching Q. <laughs> just keep following his ass and see what he's doing. But I assume that it's tuned into Renee Picard. If that's the person that she's protecting, then yeah, maybe it's it like has a globe a or something. Always, her. yeah, yeah. No Whatever. matter what, it's yeah, it's fine. like the spell, you know, like yeah. the spy spell. Yeah, exactly. It's like um, seeking, not seeking, searching. Say the word, scry, the scry spell. It's yes! like the scry yeah, spell. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, well, what we find out with that as well is that picard's ancestor is integral in some way to the europa mission but is dealing with anxiety depression Depression. really really struggling with overachieving and you see this a lot with like kind of prodigal prodigal prodigies prodigies yeah um and that pressure i imagine going to college at graduating college at 16 or whatever and then just your entire life just being earmarked for you no wonder she's under a lot of pressure um so that angles them towards making sure that she definitely they pressure her into going on to the europa mission man it's just like we're so angry with q for messing with her as her therapist so we're going to go mess with her too yeah we're gonna pressure her into a space mission yeah it is an uncomfortable thing where it's just like oof, you know here we are hitting on the uh, that therapy can be really influential for people absolutely and so q as this manipulative therapist is like Ooh, that's dark and twisty. But then mm-hmm. Q himself is just a dark and twisty kind of person. Oh, like for he sure. even calls himself the evolution of stardust, but he said the destroyer of worlds. And it's just like, is that because Q's bored or are they actually like just evil? No. So he often gets told off by the rest of the Q for meddling. Um, and we don't explicitly know that he's killed anybody ever. 
we just know that he fucks with people. So he will like turn people into microbes for fun and put them all into a petri dish and then make them life size again. He he's just a bored super being with far too much power. And someone's taking it away, and it's not Guinan. So I was wrong about that. And we don't know who's taking it away, but somehow he needs. I don't. I had something squiffy about all of that. Somehow he so. <sighs> We we heard we're going backwards and forwards, but it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. We'll, we'll stick with Q. He, Doctor Sung, has a daughter who has a genetic disease, and it means that she's vulnerable to sunlight, oxygen, water, anything. Um, he's had all of his funding taken away because he's been doing experiments illegally. Q sends him a three D printed message with with a number or an address or like coordinates, coordinates on it or something. Yeah, yeah. And says, "I have a cure for you, but you're going to need to do something for me." So, what does Q? need from adam because i'm like how can a human help him which probably by going to this event and stopping her at the scala or whatever i don't know it's something so remove an obstacle so the only so what i was wondering is is q faking that he's lost his powers but faking to who no one else was there so i it's think us well he's talking oh man to if he us. just turned to the camera and went like snap and we all disappeared oh my god <laughs> and then the show stopped so we did disappear to him mm-hmm. yeah wow. so what oh wow yeah that's pretty meta <laughs> i i think that the power being lost is real and i think that's really to explain why he can't just snap his fingers so i think he will use adam to do his bidding and to complete his mission he still has some powers he he made a 3D printer print. He hacked a computer from wherever he was. Yeah, that's right. He has Internet. this. He created this, you know, cure from wherever and gave it to him. So there's still mm-hmm. he still has some. Sounds abilities. like he has the knowledge, but not the power to materialize things and move stuff I, around. I think I think the way that I interpreted it is he said that he has been given limitations yeah. and his his ability to manipulate time. Plot. Like I think maybe he was gonna snap his fingers and shift time a little bit. Maybe, but he can't do that any longer. I mean, it really just sounds like the plot has limited his powers more than anything else. And it needs to. Somehow he needs yeah. to be, you know, I don't know. But it, it is hard. It's it's like we have to just, at this point, go along for the ride and make mm-hmm. some predictions, but like just see what they decide to do. Yeah. And it's pretty clear yeah. that there are some things that they're doing. Like Agnes is now Borg. So we, that is done. It's Any prediction the... we had before <clears throat> oh, now yeah. is done now. That uh-huh. has been decided. It's one of the tricky things about talking about the, the series episode by episode because it may not make sense on its own. So it might be harsh to judge it as an individual episode and you need to remember to see it or I need to remember to see it as part of the whole and this is an incomplete sentence. Um, but I just, I still think that you need to make the individual episode cohesive and mm-hmm. 50 minutes of completeness. Otherwise you're always on edge and you're always just like, this episode ended so abruptly. I was like, Oh, are we done? Is that the credits? Literally, I was like, okay, that went by way too fast, which is oftentimes a sign of a good episode because mm-hmm. I was in for it. I was along for the ride. Yeah. And sure, we're hopping around and we're getting a lot of information, but they also do need to give us information. Mm-hmm. I think if we had a smaller cast, we wouldn't have that same 100% vibe. 100% agree. And or what is the point of Rios, Seven, and Rafi's purpose in this episode? Yeah. This episode, they didn't need to be there. No. And and truly, this is probably something for Simpsons is futile. Uh, but like, how did they even get back to where they were? Go- like, oh, they got transferred. Agnes beamed them. Oh, back. that's yeah. right. Okay, but it was still yeah convenient. Yeah. But oh, okay, okay, that's right. Shoot, I forgot she beamed. It. I was like, I don't even know how we're getting around any longer. Mm. Um, 
but it it just what was the purpose because we didn't even go to that place that you were talking about we didn't go to the sanctuary district which i thought was that would give them something to do it would give them a second thing where it's like hey like just watch them walking into something called sanctuary district and then leave it until next episode and then like spend a little time but we did hop around a lot and they did do this in a couple of episodes Mm. in picard season one if i remember correctly and that might be why it felt fast Mm. but yeah i think that that kind of hits part of it i've got half of the crew that is just not needed and not doing anything in this episode yeah in the last three episodes because seven rafi and rios all go out into the world rios gets to find the watcher which is pointless because picard is the one that finds the watcher with the help of the queen so all that happens is that rios gets kidnapped seven and rafi find him and bring him back what was the purpose of them leaving if if it was to give the cast something to do and to talk about ice i guess like yeah to to kind of give a point about you know something that's wrong with our culture yeah i think the only benefit to those three episodes is that it gave us a glimpse glimpse into this version of 2024 and how unfair it is that's it but you wrote off three characters for three episodes to get us there right yeah it seems like there was just something ripe there for them to be able to do but it's too much to do it's mm-hmm. too much to do too um, many cooks in the kitchen especially when you're mm-hmm. adding in now dr sung and we have another location exactly yeah. yeah replace all of that with more build-up of um the soongs and what they're doing Give and us we more have of watcher that. and we have yeah. renee yeah. so we have these new things going on so yeah i can see how this episode felt really disjointed but i was still in for it i was still here for it yeah i was because i'm an information nerd and i'm i'm all right with it but i am trying to be more objective with these episodes as well and i feel like you've we've switched places a little bit like you're coming at it from go along for the ride and listen to it and i'm now at well how does this work thematically <laughs> yeah <laughs> we have watching? um there was also something mentioned from dr sung he called the sentient convention was that something that you know from star trek I, history I, I don't okay but with context clues i took it as you can't experiment on sentient people right animals right without their permission or well actually even with their permission you have to go so he skipped a ton of steps and these soldiers i would imagine the ex-military they're just like, hey, what if I give you some money and I'll experiment on you? And they're like, yeah, we'll take some money because they're probably on hard times, sadly. Um, but that's still immoral. You can't you can't skip those steps and do that, especially when it seems to be killing people. So, yeah, I think that's overall why it, why it felt a bit disjointed. Um, back on the ship, the Queen is getting more bold and calls a cop to, the, um, to Chateau Picard. And as soon as he went onto the ship, I was just like, assimilate him, assimilate him, assimilate him. <laughs> I want a Borg drone. I want a Borg drone. Um, and, and I was so excited, and one. I didn't get a fucking Borg drone again. I just want to see a 2022, as in the year that me and you are in right now, and everyone else, or whoever's, whatever you're listening to this. I want an updated Borg drone that isn't a flashback, isn't floating in space after being jettisoned. I want a new Borg to be scared of. Imagine if we now had a Borg walking around the ship and just do it and like even unleashed on the world just one borg but alas we did not get that <laughs> we have switched roles because i was really annoyed <laughs> oh amazing <laughs> although it was really cool and creepy scene like yeah. this I, had oof. some really creepy moments oh for sure definitely this is definitely an intense show when it mm-hmm. wants to be and yeah. then all of a sudden it shifts you out and then shifts you back in and shifts mm-hmm. you out and shifts you back in but yeah Borg Queen was on point this she time. She had a she, mission. She had a juicy role mm-hmm. in this one, um, trying to get Agnes's attention, 
making moves, figuring out how she could hack into the computer, mm-hmm. you know, all these different things. Like, what is she going to do to try to break out of being confined? Yeah. And it was really she fascinating to watch. Um, I wonder how convincing she actually thought she was to Agnes. Like, did she actually think that had a chance of working? Or was it just to get Agnes as close as possible to get in her brain? Um, I don't know. I think that, you know, Borg Queen knows everything about Agnes, everything about her weaknesses, mm. um, because she's been inside of her mind mm. at least enough to know how to tempt her. So I think I think it was definitely a lure because mm-hmm. she could have, if Borg Queen, this is the thing that certainly could be in resistance is futile, but if Borg Queen wanted to call a whole bunch of people, she could have figured out a way to cleverly ask a whole bunch of people to come and but, and and have yeah. a little miniature army but for whatever reason she's fixated on agnes right specifically now. wants her and was keeping Just him as one a person which yeah. seems really really strange for a being that is designed for community like it was really mm-hmm. neat that scene where she finds the radio signals and can hear all of the oh yeah things at once and she kind of like relaxed and oh. calmed down because of the it feels comfortable. That's what she's used to. For a second, I thought I forgot what was going on, and I thought she tapped into the Borg. Like, oh no! I was hoping. Right. That I thought she was listening to the voices of the collective. No, I just gave her that sense of peace. So it's it's like when someone finally like finds the music that relaxes them, and yeah. the silence was so bothersome to her. And it was a really really neat scene to show loneliness and using Agnes to also talk about loneliness. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not she's actually alone in every timeline or not, I don't know if we can believe Borg Queen, but I think she's telling the truth. I think that there's this idea that there's this one person or this character in all stories who tends to have that more loner mentality mm-hmm. and the struggle with that loner, that person who feels alone. This show really hits a lot on deeper topics. We're talking about depression and anxiety, suicide. Like there's just, they're really going in and they're touching on these really deep topics and i think that they just kind of touch on it and then go away just enough to where like the the idea of the lonely person that would consider joining the borg just to not be alone and be tempted to be loved like even if it's a dangerous love or an abusive love Mm -hmm. i think like that's a really deep that's a really deep thing so i love this episode for me was about borg and agnes yeah you know that's what i wanted to see anything other than being alone like no matter what it is as long as you're not alone then she's like you should take it but she still fought against borg she just got close enough because she felt something in herself dying Mm -hmm. and that was really interesting so she still did quote unquote what i think we all would believe is the right thing to do Mm -hmm. kill borg queen but then like in borg queen's dying breath she's still begging for something and agnes gets too close Mm -hmm. and we now have borg queen inside of agnes's head which is interesting because we got to see like a cool little assimilation effect as well and i was like oh oh oh, oh, how how much of agnes is left but it looks like there's a duality there at the minute they are they are two people in the same body but it's kind of cool because imaginary borg queen now has legs so we get to see the whole person, which is kind of cool. Was she? Did she have legs in the in, in the imagery? Because she was like in the background. So oh, I don't. Maybe we didn't, I didn't see, see it. it. Oh man, if she's just a floating torso, that's unnecessarily difficult. Well, you know, in Agnes' mind, she could just be an animated cat. You know, because oh, could, yeah, exactly, it could be literally anything. Um, but I'm really intrigued to see where that goes and what happens next with that. Um, I think what we'll see is that Queen doesn't interfere too much and. Agnes just ends up succumbing and does become, like we've said, the ball queen and goes into the future and does all of that stuff. I think that's kind of pretty it's clear. Like, it's now. like our dual prediction. Yeah. Because I my like prediction that. has warped. Yeah. You like 
grabbed it and and figured exactly. it but i think you're right i think it's i think, agnes. I think we yeah. get there um uh yeah so once again unsurprisingly the queen and agnes stuff is the most entertaining bits we also hit on um picard not being in charge again in this episode was which so was funny. still a bit <laughs> it was still delightful to see like yeah. you know this i'm gonna call her laris just to yeah. keep things but the watcher laris version me for somebody who that, listens to yeah. your orders <laughs> i was like yeah, yeah that's pretty much anybody at any given point Picard thinks he can boss around. But I think they're doing a good job managing Picard, having a puzzle to figure out and, you know, like a stake in this. Yeah. Obviously somebody that's part of his history. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot to send this episode. I, we're probably going to spend a lot of time in resistance. I, I think we can get there now. This jumped around so much, which is why the episode feels so bloody jump around. Um, it, I love the information. I do like where the story is going. I just wish these types of episodes will be a bit more cohesive but i will say before we go on to this instance mm-hmm. there was a line from q that i really thought was great mm-hmm. we're all hostages to what we love the only way mm. to be free is to love nothing they give and what such... fun is that yeah 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 and they give such good lines to q everything he says is so juicy it and... really is and it has to because he's an omnipotent being he would pick his words he has all of the words in the universe he would pick them very carefully there's, I think, between he, like his character and Borg Queen, there are some really juicy things to gnaw on mm. in season two. But anyways, I was like, ooh, this is good stuff. No, I love it. I love how much you love Q and what they do with him. Like, I can't wait to show you those older episodes I know. of Q just being all like in his playground in his prime. Honestly? Mm-hmm. Can we just watch the one that has him shaking the maracas? Because that's one of my favorite memes and I have no idea what it's about. Yes, we can. Okay. I know exactly what episode that is. Um, of course I do. Um, so yeah, we can definitely do that. Okay, with that, it's time to head to engineering for a chunky, chunky continuum shaking resistance is futile. Battle stations, everyone. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Warning. Warp core collapse in 10 seconds. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains, remind ourselves that no TV show is without sin, even our beloved Star Trek. God, I have so much this episode. Do it. You like, first. It's a lot. Go for it. Almost everything I have written down is all things that I just find sinful about Do this it. episode. Let's go. Okay. So one of the first ones is Rafi and Seven are talking about like not being able to beam Rios off of the yeah, off the of the bus. Yeah. And they're like, if we beam him out, who knows what will happen if like a dozen people see. And it's like, well, that's what you did last episode when you beamed out of the car. The fucking car. Like, you just did that. You just didn't care that time. I 
when it it and sometimes that stuff just screams of plot convenience and you can't avoid it um like i don't know argue over the tricorder and then it gets smashed like that would have been just as bad and in, in the same uh in that same way too like all of the people that are um on that bus it's like when they all leave it's like bye <laughs> you're in the middle of nowhere. nowhere good luck give them the bus like turn it back on and let them drive it away i guess put the take the police out though mm-hmm. i mean i guess the idea is that we've decided that the police are the bad guys and they're oh, the good absolutely. guys and so it's okay but yeah it was a very strange that whole thing was just convenient after convenient like we're gonna pulse this uh-huh. and then and this pulse is only gonna knock out the engine and thankfully there's just one car driving by right now that we just completely like <laughs> it was just so, that whole scene was just really annoying to me but and the bigger problem with it is that so these two cops lose a bus full of people prisoners whatever um they get fired which then affects the timeline because they end up homeless never have children they're miserable for the rest of that you have and these people that are freed weren't supposed to be freed maybe they're meant to go to sanctuary and they take part in the bell riots and don't so therefore they lose the whole point of non-interference is that you can't interfere because you just don't know but then again like you said all that was supposed to happen somehow yeah plot 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 it was all supposed to happen um also in that scene was pedro grabs his phone it's like okay so they let pedro just keep his phone i guess (laughs) apparently that's fine just in his back pocket Mm. i did love the moment with rios and all of them and he just feels like i did a good deed Mm -hmm. like he's feeling pretty good about himself um this is a really technical one that of course annoyed me the torch that exposed the cloaked ship like no you mean the flashlight the flashlight no i mean the torch i literally see a a piece of wood with flame on the top when you say torch really yeah oh yeah such an english thing okay and we say torch okay yeah so flashlight because i mean they don't flash they do if you click them on and off (laughs) who does that everybody this is why your batteries keep running out you keep turning things on and off well it's why you have a problem um seeing anything because a torch is fire <laughs> attached so, to wood this is why my eyebrows keep getting singed every <laughs> single episode so the flashlight um exposes the cloaked ship and i'm like do you know how many episodes where it's been like oh we can't find the cloaked warbird because it's cloaked oh sir did you go out into space and shine a fucking t- uh, flashlight at it because that'll expose it how did that how 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 i don't care if there's a visible distortion like there isn't that's not how cloaks work i heard you get upset about that i i don't understand it but it shouldn't a a flashlight should not expose a cloaked ship i would go back and i would send the fact that you've got this guy inside of this castle who looks out over a nice swath of land yeah and some fog happens to distort something in the distance, and he just sees that magically. So contrived. Like, yeah. It was he a misses very... Agnes entirely, looks around the entire house, entirely. but misses sleeping, snoring Agnes, because you know Agnes snores. <laughs> it's so in character for her. She snores. <laughs> okay, how does she snore? What does it sound like? <laughs> <laughs> that he wouldn't have heard that. That's like a little mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Agnes. <laughs> uh, my sin for that. And maybe she just wanted distance from the Borg Queen, but it's like, why walk from the ship all the way across this land to a drafty old house to well, lay on a warmth, musty? Wasn't it? But there, the fire there was wasn't no fire. even on. There was no <laughs> fire in the fireplace. Or oh, here's an idea: lock the door. It doesn't lock matter. The, the whole thing is dilapidated, falling apart. Oh, that. Oh no, that's what I meant. Lock the oh, door see, to the La Serena because yeah, lock it just because you know. Yeah, but I guess spaceship. she wants space from Borg Queen, which 
Can't we all understand that? We can. I think it's your turn. Was there a French smoke cigarettes cliche in there too? Oh, what? Sorry? Like the French smoking cigarettes cliche. <laughs> was he smoke? Oh. Because um, he pulls out a cigarette. Stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody smokes in this. Yeah, I guess they smoke more. I mean, he wasn't wearing I garlic seen anyone, I haven't seen anybody smoke. But there's um, like, usually it's like the French smoking cigarettes and he pulls out a cigarette. Like, uh, so that was one of the things oh, that okay. I would send is yeah. like. No, I would send that. That's fine. Um, Yeah, that whole scene leads to like she picking this like incredibly old shotgun off of the wall that happens to be loaded and happens to work. Who knows how many centuries it's been up there? Well, it's been up there at least 100 years. Like, it should to, not work. To think that it works or that it didn't wouldn't backfire and hurt her is pretty or had crazy. Ammo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. That's a silly one. Um I the biggest eye roll my eyes actually hurt was when Adam Sung turns up with day uh, with um with Q at the cafe and it's like, what do you think? I'm just gonna come because you're teasing us with data. You had to say the sentence teasing us with data. I thought it was you? kind of funny. It was kind of on the nose. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's definitely a sin. I would sin the heck out of that. I was like, wink, wink. Uh-huh. I have more with the Agnes stuff, but I'll come back to that in a second and switch over to that scene too. I would sin the thickness of that needle. When we oh first see Dr. Soong and his daughter, I didn't know if it was like, wait, did he already make an android? Because when he goes over to her with this, the thickest needle I've ever seen, yeah. that thing would annihilate a human arm. So I didn't yeah. think she was human until blood started coming out. And I was like, mm -hmm. C confused concern Ouch. yeah so i would send that for yeah. sure no big needles not good um it's a bit it's a bit weird that the q cure worked immediately and they're just like not gonna test it like just put her outside and oh yeah unveil the sun and the air and everything don't do it in like a little like you could just open a window Put your arm outside, have a little yeah, tinkle a little air and see how, lo how long it works. Okay, when he said tinkle, his fingers are moving. It's not oh, like, because right. tinkle sometimes people think is pee. Oh, okay. Yeah, just put <laughs> your hand out the window, piss your pants, <laughs> and see if that worked. Yeah, I, I think the perfect lead-in is that he gives her this needle. She puts it in herself and he says, go slowly. And she's like, oh, yeah, for sure. But... So she administers the medication slowly, and then they just rip the sunshade off. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, so what rip happened to go slowly? Yeah, no, go slowly with everything other than the actual living. <laughs> um, I don't think I have a huge amount more, so I'm going to let you riff and I'll bounce off it. Um, I like how, uh, I want to say I like how, I mean, it makes it easy to sin. Last episode, it was incredibly convenient for Rafi to hack into the system and locate Rios. Mm -hmm. And the reason was because it's old technology and everything is network connected. Yeah. However, in this episode, it's suddenly not connected because mm. when they go to the party, they have removed it from the network and it now lives in an individual bubble that they then have to figure out how to get into so that we have a heist episode. Somehow this gala has better security than the police force. And it's really advanced as well. It yeah, it's super fucking advanced. It doesn't seem... This I mean, two years from now. We likely have some of this tech, this facial scanning technology and stuff, yeah, and there are good. definitely people that use it. And I guess in this situation, NASA has it <laughs> yeah, I for guess. a big gala send-off party yeah. for, for astronauts. And I think I probably would also do like a little wink sin to the idea is that before the astronauts go into quarantine, then they have a big kickoff. The ship or the, the rocket launches in three days. 
So they're going to give their astronauts the largest exposure they could possibly have yes. at a party. And then and isolation. And then isolate them thinking that they're going to what? Like get over the flu in three days? Or the stinking hangover. Like she should not be drinking. And then we have like this, like we're living obviously in COVID days. Yeah. So if somebody gets sick at a gala, are they testing them before they go to the gala? You would hope so. You would hope, You'd hope so. that was a vaccinated event. You really would. Anyway, I was just like, okay, so yeah, three days. Maybe if it's three weeks before lunch, yeah. it'd be different. But just this is a big gala three days before lunch. I think that's... Uh... I don't know. And usually galas are for like fundraising and stuff. So you must have the money by now. Like the fucking mission's going. Speaking of that episode or that particular part, it's like they're on the ship. Our, our crew is on the ship and they head to the gala and Agnes is like, just got the most perfect dress. Where? How? Where? Replicator, That happened, I guess. maybe? Does it do it's that? It's got to be replicate. Oh, it can replicate anything. But okay. that's an energy drain for sure, the replicator. I mean, they can't have heat on the ship, but they yeah, can they create the perfect this red dress. beautiful red dress. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I love seeing her in the red dress, mm -hmm. but she either had to go shopping for it or had to use energy to get mm, it. Very true. We definitely saw Agnes's Giratis. <laughs> keeping that in the episode. No, you definitely <laughs> no, should. No, you have to. That was hilarious. <laughs> uh, I really don't, I don't think that they're going to do anything with this, but I also, maybe next episode, if, if it doesn't come back to... They took a man who no longer has a spleen and stuck him back in his cop car. <laughs> Where did my spleen go? Uh, he's going to be sore. He's going to be like, I guess they're using future tech and he won't be sore. Yeah, it, they they have dermal regenerators, which basically okay. seal holes. Um, and there was this an article I read that was saying the most unbelievable technology in Star Trek. And this was on the list. And I was like, no, I don't think that's unbelievable. But the guy that wrote the article said, the reason that this is unbelievable is because it would be immediately used to seal buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> this is technology we would not be trusted with because you wouldn't have any ears, you wouldn't have a nose hole, and your anus would be sealed shut permanently. Like, humanity can't be trusted with technology because we would prank each other. Oh, no. Just wake up without an anus. I mean, you know, the invention of super glue, and it immediately happened, right? Well, like, you know, it, it happened. Yeah. Just like, yeah. I, yeah, my roommate glued my hand to my face. Oh, by the way, he invented oh, no. super glue. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I, so, yeah, the idea is that he's well, his memory has been wiped. But he's going to return to the cop car with like these marks all over his body because he still had marks on his neck and he yeah. looked really jacked up. So there's still going to be like this unexplained experience that he had. Nah. And if he doesn't show up on the grid soon, then, you know, they're going to send backup, which just means more problems. And so I just felt like that was a loose string or like a like a, something that could easily have problems, you know, later. Yeah, I'm sure we will never see him again. <laughs> I think that's going to be it explained. I also found it hard to believe, again, guys, I'm so sorry. I have so I'll much this episode, Get but it. I found it hard to believe that Picard wouldn't remember that his ancestor was part of this incredible mission well, until he remembers yeah. later in the episode, because he doesn't seem to have any idea that his ancestor was there. I just find that to be really shocking. And maybe mm -hmm. I'm thinking incorrectly because I don't know who my ancestors were, but it's- Hey, none of your ancestors went to the moon as far as you know. But he does seem to be like, ah, oh, we have to keep her going to the moon because it mattered. It's like, well, but you didn't even remember that that was a thing. And so I think I he's making know. deductions because so let's say, uh, I don't know. It's not that anything happens on this mission, but if it doesn't happen, something worse does happen. So it's not that there's anything particularly special about the Europa mission, but its absence has a knock on effect that 
this is why you can ne- this is the whole thing with the butterfly effect you right. don't know right. what slamming that door right now will do mm-hmm. it might give Aaron a headache which then causes something horrible to happen later on so maybe it isn't super significant but its absence would be um and the only other way he explained it was that yeah the the, the history from this period of time is sketchy which hello internet like i don't know how it can ever be sketchy like history is there it's on the internet unless the internet disappears Okay, so the biggest one and my last one, I think, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is actually, I think I sent it last episode, Mm -hmm. and that is that Borg Queen should use her tentacle power. She obviously had it last episode because she uses it against the cop. Yes. Right? Absolutely. So she has the ability to just whip out and assimilate whomever she wants, whenever she wants. Is the idea that she wants Agnes to go willingly. This has reaffirmed my belief that she wants a willing drone she wants a willing participant she wants agnes she wants agnes's body and somehow the way she does it isn't as intrusive as just grabbing her and doing it so i think if she was very violent with it she's then gonna um she still took it away from agnes she still took her agency it's more more absolutely but it's more kind of insinuous insinuous insidious um the way she did it was more backhanded like if she just grabbed her and did it then she weaponizes Agnes and Agnes is going to push her away. But she's almost a little bit seductive with the way that she does it now because she's like, she's she's vulnerable. So she's dying. So maybe, and Agnes has said she didn't like the idea of killing her. So now Agnes feels guilty for shooting her and is happy to be a home for the Borg Queen. She's not happy to be a home for the Borg Queen. Reluctantly happy. It's a better idea than just grabbing her and doing it because then... That's exactly what she did. She grabbed her neck and did it. No, Agnes willingly came towards her and was asking questions and stuff. And then she touched her. It was all gentle and intimate Uh rather than just being grabbed. Oh, it's insidious and it's terrible. But I'm just, I'm not saying that things went exactly to plan for the queen. I think she's just making the best of how it ended up. So what did she put into Agnes? Nanoprobes and her consciousness. So she is... Agnes now. She's in the nanoprobes and she's in she's transferred her consciousness to Agnes. Yeah. Because plot. So is Agnes a simile? No, it depends on your definition. Um I would say that they are now their own collective. Okay. But I think the Queen is just as much human now as or she's just as much Agnes as Agnes is Queen. So it's kind of like the last thing that a queen can do before the body dies is so, is transfer a little bit of themselves into a host. Well, usually their consciousness is just uploaded to the Borg internet and then moved. But back there to is the no hub. Borg internet, exactly. So her except next for there's a fucking ship, so there could be an upload. Um, it could have been, but she's completely powerless. On she wants a body, and this is the closest she can get to having a body. She can't influence much from inside the databanks of Lacerana. Uh-huh. It's a starship. She sure can. Yeah, I know. Like, take the ship and fly away. If they need a power source, she could have been like, hey, uh, can we get out some, you know... Do you want to bring some car batteries out here and give us a jump start? Yeah, we got a problem here. Yeah, just re- reverse the polarity on those batteries and you'll be fine. I don't know. It's sketchy. I think more will come together, but... Um... I get it. It's an interesting way to assimilate her because i think it is a a form of assimilation but if the the idea is is that like somehow agnes still gets to be agnes and like push borg queen out of her somehow well that's how i think it's going to backfire is that the the queen thinks that assimilating her will result in the queen being the dominant personality because agnes is so submissive and willing to not be alone but in the end agnes will be the dominant one and take control right but still have borg powers 
Yeah, but use them for good, not evil. Okay. I agree. That's probably where this is going. It's dumb. But I don't understand if like the purpose of this being is to assimilate and take over. Mm-hmm. And that's the drive. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me that she just gets so obsessed with one person that she'd throw all of that away. Yeah, I don't get why she's not assimilating everybody immediately. Like that's I don't either. Not very Borg. Like usually no. you would just assimilate, assimilate. I, Especially if she is... has the ability and she clearly does. And that's yeah, the question is like, well, why hasn't she been using her tentacle powers? And then we see her do it, but she does it as a lure. For Agnes, exactly. For Agnes. She's fixated And she didn't have Agnes. any guarantee that Agnes was going to walk close enough for her to, to gently touch off. her. She could have fucked off and walked away. Yeah, yeah so all that seems just really... A contrived. little contrived. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's exactly what I was going to say, contrived. We will see. Let's head to our final stop, which is the Captain's Ready Room. <laughs> Welcome to the Captain's Ready Room, where we hear our predictions for the rest of the season and bask in our cue-like glory if anything we've previously predicted has come true. Laris isn't Laris. Nailed it. That's, we got that pretty good. That's so strange that they would make a decision to do that. Well, I thought it would be deliberate. <laughs> like, I assumed I that, that they... it would know that right. she looked like Or Maris. be like, hey, I'm going to take on whatever form is comfortable yeah, for you. And exactly. so it w- if anyone sees me, they're going to see what they're comfortable with. Like a perception filter thing. Absolutely. But that doesn't even happen. Okay. Super confusing. Here's my big one. Here we go. Adam Sung and Corey. I think it's Corey Sung. There is no mother. He made her. <gasps> he made her. She's a clone. She is made from genetic stuff. She's made from his stuff mixed with a donor. But there is no mother. And the reason she can swim is that it's programmed into her brain biologically. Because you can have genetic memory where things are passed down and you innately know that I know how to chew food and swallow it. I know that innately in my... Nobody had to teach me to do that. I just know it's in my genes. Um, so, yeah, this is why she can she can swim and we, he gets really sketchy about the mother because she doesn't exist. Mm, That's mm, my prediction. Mm. It's very, very soon as well. I like it. Any predictions? I guess now is the time to talk about things that we did predict that have come true and didn't. Like at the top mm-hmm. of the episode, we're like, we're going to the moon this episode. Nope. No, we didn't. Okay, so we didn't just go wanna, to just the moon. just want to point that out. No, I took that far too literally. <laughs> um, well, why wouldn't we? No. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, Guinan didn't show up. She wasn't nope, at the adjacent I missed that table. One. No. Nope. However, the person that the lady at the end of last week's episode that he was talking to was, was Renee, Renee Picard. Picard. I missed that. Yeah. So I just remembered it now. So I was like, so who was that woman? That's that why she was important. That's why. Okay. She was okay. Important. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wrote down this too. The ship is finally on. We saw the ship. Remember how like we saw a ship in the previews? And I was Did like, we? there's a ship. There, there's some kind of a necklace that has a ship or some kind of a thing that has a ship on it. Oh, I missed that. That's renee's oh, that, ship that, that, right, and got it. there's she also is a boater uh, uh, uh not a boater sailor sailor thank you yeah. and so that was part of her backstory i don't mm-hmm. know if that's going to come into play at all but my prediction about there needing to be water involved somehow mm-hmm. I was like oh i wonder if there's something like are we going to go back in time again to like previous picards who were ship captains it just mm-hmm. seems like there's all this sort of captaining in their bloodline yeah and now we can see that she herself was a captain yeah but interestingly after her they kind of go back to farming and whining and living off the land she's not the start of picard's being in space no um picard our picard john luke picard is the exception there um yeah i don't know that i have a lot else at the minute um that's going to be the big thing with soon we i think that yeah the the renee picard stuff is a red flag and q's goal is actually to 
mess around with what Adam Sung is doing. What do you think is going to happen at this gala? Do you think Borg Queen's going to... Um, I predict that she's going to meddle, but it will have no effect. Like this is Agnes will keep her at bay. I don't yeah. think it's going to put much at risk for this. Great cliffhanger, but I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I don't think it can go anywhere because we cannot release Borg in this century. You just can't. And that's probably why we can't have a Borg drone in this series because... It would be a Borg drone in the past. I just can't imagine there being these tiny pieces of technology inside of a human brain that are designed to take over and Mm -hmm. somehow she can fight off a nanotech. Yeah. That just doesn't seem possible to me. Unless she could only have like a small amount of nanoprobes and not the full complement. Unless the Borg Queen is choosing not to take over the host because she's constantly wanting it to be permission granted. I mean, that's the only thing I'm holding on to is that she needs a willing which is so participant, which is getting shaky now. It is dumb! Shaky! I think Picard's plan is going to be to pose as a relative. Like, they're all going to go in and he'll pretend to be a great long-lost like long uncle. Lost. And just like, I'm so proud of you. You can do this and do... We're going to get a typical inspirational Picard speech next uh-huh, week, which will uh-huh. inspire his great-great-great-grandmother to go on the mission. And then Q turns up and says, Ah, I'm Capitan. No, it was actually this all uh-huh. along. And Dr. Sung is there doing what? What's this big, dis- what's the thing? I I think, well, that is going to end up, I don't think they're going to go to the gala. I don't think oh, okay. they'll overlap. I think that... Where are they going to go? Get rid of something that's in the way, I wonder. So I think Picard, I think Sung will meet Picard. I don't know. I still, I don't think that, that Q actually needs him. I think this is just to push his work forward to create superhumans and that corrupts the future. I think that's what it is. The only reason they would meet is if Q wants to rub Picard's nose in it and just say, look what I did today as great-great-granddad. What a butt. What a butt. And then the Watcher is just going to be there. So do you think that the Watcher maybe gets involved somehow and can destroy Q? Like, are we going to see Q be killed? No, because the Q... she had no idea what a Q was. I know, but this is obviously a really terrible being that's just messing with stuff that they shouldn't mess with. His powers have been revoked by someone or something, mm-hmm. but like, do we see Q be murdered? Are they going to kill him? Uh, the only way Q dies is if Q and Picard die together. End of season three. End of season three. Yeah. We're calling it. We're calling it right now. <laughs> they go off into the sunset and or Picard joins the Q continuum or something. Oh my God. Really ridiculous. Um, well, anything else? No, I think we kind of covered everything. I, yeah. I really don't have a lot of like predictions that are popping up because I'm just sort of watching, um, watching along with you guys. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I'm still enjoying it. I'm more, I'm more into your predictions. I feel like this is your season for predictions because you're really like you know all this history, so you have yeah, and a this better is pulling on point. a lot of Star Trek history to show us where we're going. So yeah, it's got this. This one's got me. This this one of last week has got my noggin ticking about some things, and I hope they're just not squeezing Easter eggs in. I hope there's something more we can latch on. But I, I hope we'll next episode we get through this heist situation. Quickly. Quickly. Um, And I don't know. Are they going to wait until the final episode to go back to our timeline? Yeah. I think this season is going to be in this. It's going to end yeah. at the at the beginning. Or I'm, I still end at the beginning. That would be very much very Star Trek. I'm still hoping that this season ends with a like an armada of Borg ships around current Earth. I mean, the seasons were filmed back to back, so I'm just wondering what's going on. Mm. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. It's a muted cue snap from me. What does that sound like? Oh. You just heard it. Wow. And it's...
shit from me. From Danae. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Live long and hotspot. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Whose mug is this? Um, technically, it's somebody in the Dicer household. I don't know whose, but I've been using it. I've just gravitated towards that mug. I'm so weird with mugs. I like to use the same mug over and over again. All I can see on this now is it says L-A possibly G or C, and then like a big blank spot, then it says lab, where you have been pulling No, 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 I haven't. I haven't been pulling it. I've been like nubbing on it. Like there's a little bit that's like, where is there a horse on there? You can't tell anymore because it's been pulled off. First of all, this fell okay, off. None of that was look, actually removed. Look at that. Like I, the whole middle part. That's missing. the bit that I've been nubbing on for ages and you've just ripped it off. I didn't rip it off. This is how it has come to me. To the brick. <gasps> now. Are you going to blame me for this? Yes. I'm going to tell you a story. Well, because you did it. I did not. Fine. Tell me your story. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's the story of Balamori? Wouldn't you like to know? Did you have that over here? No, that was Welsh. There's a little kids program called Balamori. And they were all very Welsh. Or Scottish. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> in England. In the UK. <laughs> oh no, I just called the whole of the UK England. Lolly's going to kill wow. me. You've been in the US too long. I really have. I'm getting... <laughs> no, because I'm about to offend all of the US as well. <laughs> I'm getting ignorant. <laughs> Ian! Wow, way to just isolate yourself from everyone. I have no people. There are no people that want to be Wait, everyone? So I guess no one... Out, no one matters but the U.S. and the U.K. is what I just said. Yes. <laughs> Dang it, we're Damn really it. We're, we're terrible awful, people. Awful. This is why we belong in space because we're just we're horrible people and, and we want to love the Horrible people go to space. Um. No, what are we saying? Be, God, we got to get our shit together before <sighs> the show starts. We are fucking mess. Because I have no notes and I just have to ad lib some things. And what do you mean no notes? Well, I haven't done my show notes yet. Do you usually do show notes? I have the start date prepared. I don't actually make it up. Well, that's good. At least you've got that. I forgot my laptop today, so I'm going to be making all of my notes on, oh, no. on my phone, and I'm really nervous about that. Predictions are the main thing. So let me get the start date right first. Because I type so fast. So I can just like type out my thoughts really, really, really quickly, and uh-huh, this uh-huh. time I'm going to be like tappy, dumb. Tappy, tappy. I'm going to be dumb-thumbing it. Dumb-thumbing it. Two, three, oh, you're, one. Oh, you're working. Okay, I'm going to play no, my I'm game. No, I'm not. I'm done now. No. So, no. no it's, it's cool. I just I have this game I got to play. Which What game is it? Is it the one that you asked me to delete? Have you re-downloaded it? Oh, no. Spider-Sword. Wait, which one is that? The Meow Meow game. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> the cats. Is it not what, that, not what it's called? The Meow Meow game. Meow Meow game. You mean cats and soup? Because <laughs> that's, a, that's a less dumb name than Meow that's Meow game. That's the actual name of the game was like cats and soup cats or and soup, soup and, and cats. Cats and soup and cats and soup and cats and soup and cats. And you just and called it the Meow Meow game. Meow Meow. I'm actually nervous about somebody posting my reaction to the Oscars on Twitter. Why? Hopefully it just goes under the radar. What was your reaction? I love the Oscars. Because I don't ever get interested oh, in the Oscars. But okay, then hear this actual okay. like world this this crazy <clears throat> moment is happening in front of yeah. me i'm like oh now i'm engaged in the oscars because something is actually happening that i'm interested in which is like human interaction mm-hmm. of course not realizing in the moment how weird Horrible it was the thing that he just did so was. so if someone watches this out of context which is 99.9 percent of the population like mm-hmm. only the sif pop people and only the people yeah. in cinema sins are going to understand why i don't even care about the oscars 
So when I say I love the Oscars, it's not because like it's it's like it was a joke. It was an inside joke uh, on me of this is finally getting my attention. I think you're fine. There's always going to be people that take it the wrong way. <sighs> it's always fair to be nervous about things that are out there forever, though. Um, mm-hmm. Because it just loses. You immediately lose. You know, for me, I'm like hanging out with my friends and we're just I'm just at my friend's house yeah. watching Oscars with people in this really small, tight knit group of friends. And then mm-hmm. suddenly it's on Twitter. So it's yeah. like, oh, oh, we, we've jumped over into the but big pool. To be fair, your initial reaction was the same as all of our reactions, to be honest, was, oh, wow, this is some drama. And the, the angle that you saw it from wasn't very clear. Like, we were still debating whether this was a hoax or not because it was so surreal. So I think your reaction is is understandable. I think you're yeah, fine. Yeah, okay. I think so. Thanks. Thanks, Captain. For everyone listening to the outtakes, well done. Because there is a sneaky thing just for you guys that we're going to tell you. That there is going to be a <gasps> special reveal. Is it for sure happening? I'm 99% for sure this is going to be happening. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Either during Sin Week, during the live show for Captain's Pod, or very shortly afterwards, we will be revealing something. So let me, so <laughs> hold on a second. The very, very cool thing, congratulations for sticking around to the outtakes is yes. wait longer. Yes. <laughs> in case you were wondering whether you should tune into the live show for Sin Week, I definitely would because we may be unveiling something. Perhaps, maybe, possibly, potentially. potentially to, you should tune in because you just want to see us do because the, you just the show to, live and you want yeah. to hear Jeremy Scott, Chris Atkinson. Mm-hmm. You want to hear Daniel Cardozo, uh, Aaron Dicer, Jonathan Watkins, mm-hmm. Ian Whittington, and Danae Hughes talk about Star Trek. That's why you tune in the show. But For the possibility of this thing, which, by the way, is fucking cool. It's so rad. I'm I'm excited. I'm so excited. It'll be it'll be a grand. It's um, such a nerdy thing that we're doing. Oh, it's super nerdy, super nerdy. No, don't get too excited because it's not a guest. It's nothing. <laughs> Way to instantly deflate. Like you're like build up, build up, build up, and don't get too excited. Jonathan was like, "Are we having a guest?" And I'm like, "What? No, it's not that." Yes. Great. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 We've invited Gates McFadden, who is Beverly Crusher. Two sin week. She's going to be there. You heard it here first. We're going to talk about the candle thing. Oh, no. No, I don't think... Yeah, no, no. She'd be okay with talking about that. Well, we already cleared it with her, remember? Oh, I mean... Because we're, like, really good friends with her. She got the questions ahead of time and she was okay. Yeah. Now, if she bails last second, don't be disappointed, everybody. That's very That's right. possible. Super normal. But in, in case she's not there, the thing that I've promised definitely maybe will be. If not, the following week. But possibly later than that. Yeah. Depending on how long it takes for this to happen. Yes. But it wow. should be pretty good. By the time I edit this, I should know. <laughs> By the time you finish editing this, it's going to be next year because this is super long. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm still recording. Yeah, and I am now. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, <laughs> There was something else I wanted to explain. Is it going to take a really long time and not matter at all? Yeah, probably. Cool. Um, ba, ba, that ba, was ba, it. Ba, ba, ba. Guinan, this was something that was mentioned on Twitter. A lot of people were saying that Guinan doesn't remember Picard because this is Guinan from an alternate timeline. There's a very simple reason why that's wrong, young Guinan, because this isn't the alternate timeline. The whole reason they're in the past is to prevent the alternate timeline. 
So this is the same Guinan. It's before the change that Q has made has been made. Is this all just a metaphor for puberty anyway? Wait, what? The change. <laughs> but no. I'm also not one to speak on. Wait, no, I, I went for puberty. I was going to say, it's not my place. I, I thought puberty was just for women. Oh, my God. I suppose in many ways it is. It's time to get the charts out. <laughs> Where's, did we ever find a marker? Um, I think they were all taken away. Was it around the time that you were in this studio recording with Aaron? Back in the day. What, what, what are you insinuating? <laughs> that you can't be trusted with pens? I mean, maybe you're right. What are you, are you, you going to go draw a penis on the board? No! Uh-huh. I only do that on your child's drawing devices. You definitely drew a penis on my kid's like drawing tablet. Yeah, sorry. It was a great one. Are you, though? Veiny. <laughs> it was a happy penis. Just, her penis. This is her penis. This is why it's <laughs> Captain Spot casual sex. This is why yes. everyone loved that. By the way, everyone that we know about yeah. Captain Spot casual sex. I'm watching our numbers just tank. <laughs> Tell your friends. Download Tell numbers. Friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This Save is... Captain's pod from the chaos that is ensuing. Yeah. Oh my God. This is the only Star Trek podcast that includes casual sex. That can't be true. It can't be true. There has to be many. Help us find them. Let's do it. I'm ready. Huh, good. Welcome- I'm not ready. <laughs> Welcome to the Captain's Ready Room. Weddy Womb. Weddy Womb. Is your womb ready? Oh, God, don't ask me that. <laughs> Welcome That's to personal. The- Welcome to the Captain's Casual ready- sex. <laughs> With a ready womb. Welcome to the Captain's Ready Room. <laughs> Prepare the womb for readiness. 